I'm Chris H., and this is Pop's Point, podcasting all things fatherhood over a beer. Welcome to Pop's Pints. I don't even know what episode we are on. There has been a delay. Frankly, I'm really tired. I have three children. We got COVID. That sucked. And uh, I'm starting to get my energy back. And uh, I'm ready to talk a little bit car action. And I got my car guy on. I got the co-host, Chris Walton, um, father of two. And second time host, this might be uh, your year anniversary uh, because there's been such a hiatus. Welcome back, Chris. I think I think you might be right. I'm happy to be here. It's been I it was like the beginning of COVID when we talked about the sandbox. I think so. I think it may have even been before then. So it's been it's been some time. It's been way too long. But we're in season two, maybe episode three. Um, but this has been in the top of my mind for quite some time. Uh, the Hyundai Palisade versus the Kia Telluride. Um, I am an owner of a Hyundai Palisade, uh, and you are my car guru. Uh, you, uh, true or false? I feel like, I feel like I'm a car guru by fault because no one else knows anything about cars. Correct. I know how to drive a car. I know how to accelerate and brake. Generally speaking, you know what color it is and how many wheels it has. True or false, you you paid around $10,000 when we were in high school for tinted windows, um, getting, (laughs) getting, so total accrued, um, probably over 10K in tickets. And then reapplying the tinted windows, a vicious cycle in high school. True or false? Where where are you getting your math from? Oh, this is purely <laughs> estimates and uh, car. There were car, there were car some, There were definitely some monies paid out in high school. Uh, the the cause of which was definitely tinted windows, maybe some speeding, some small fender benders. How much the total value, I, I can't comment on. Come on. How much did tinted windows cost you? Tinted windows. You mean to get tinted? To get, yes. to get retinted after the ticket was paid? Well, so you got to account for the first tint and then yeah, yeah. all the other tints following. So I I think you figure it's, the ticket was 100 bucks, and I think I got at least five of those. So I'm in it for 500 Easy. And then the tinning job, I don't know, 200 bucks a tin. I really don't remember. Oh, I was thinking it was way more. I was thinking around. Oh, no. Okay. Not that much. So the answer is false. I'm a liar. False, false. It's only $1,000. Okay. Very aside from the whole episode, true or false, you have a Call of Duty addiction. True. Okay. True or false. Truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. Very honestly. Go. True or false, yeah. you expect me to play Call of Duty after the episode with you? You know what? I wasn't going to broach that topic, but since you brought it up, <laughs> do you want to play Call of Duty when we're done? We have to expedite <laughs> this episode quickly. Yeah, let's, get, let's make it snappy. Make it snappy. All right, Pop's Point, you got to drink a beer while you're doing it. What are you drinking? Oh, 
Does, got it. Uh, I, I asked you this at the beginning before we even started the episode. So I have a beer. It is a Cape May Brewing. It's a, citrus, it's a citrus shandy called The Grove. <clears throat> so if that counts as a beer, then yes, I'm drinking a beer. Absolutely. Does it have alcohol in it? It does. Yeah. I mean, if you said, if you were Lou Melagin and said you had a thing of meat in your hand, I would say that's beer. Yeah. Four and a half percent. It's a whopper. But you know what? I've got to be up early tomorrow, so it's cool. Yeah. Plus, you got to play Call of Duty until 2 a.m. Alcohol can't affect that. And effectively play Call of Duty. Effectively. I'm just there to catch a couple bullets and uh, revive a brother. Yeah. You'll be the sponge. <laughs> I am drinking a Mass Landing Brewing Company. I've actually been saving this in my fridge because I wanted to have it on the show. It's a 7%. Um, these guys are out of Westbrook, Maine. Uh, one of my buddies in Chicago recommended a very good IPA. Mass Landing Brewing Company Dash, they call it. 9 out of 10. Very smooth, uh, very hazy, very orange, yellow tints. Yeah, very thick. It is thick. Have thick, you been to Cape May Brewing Company? Idea. Uh, n- uh, no, I have not. It's a good brew. It is stinky. It's got hot. It, it's you walk in there and they are fermenting. I tell you, my wife enjoys the uh, the bog. I don't know if you've had that before. Yeah, I have. Apparently, apparently we're we're shandy. We're shandy uh, family. You like the sours too, right? I love sours. Love a good sour. Yeah, but how many sour right right now is uh, the jet the mango fet? I forget. I forget who makes it, but it's outstanding. Is it because there's a Star Wars reference in there? Uh, I mean, Django Fett is on the can itself, so it gets automatic points because of that. So, yes. Part of the reason. So, it's got the look and it's got the flavor. If you like sours, I mean, you're going to like this beer. Who makes it? Uh, I don't remember. I'm going to do some searching on my phone while we chat about 3.5 liter overhead cam V6s. Okay. So, um, I mean, how are you going to do it over the phone if you're talking on the phone? Uh, I'm looking at my, I have, I have an image saved, so I'll find it while we do our thing. Oh, okay. I don't okay. want to, I don't want to miss this opportunity to talk, to talk cars. I mean, this is, this is in it. So I, I gotta be like straight up driving a Hyundai Palisade. Uh, I am an owner probably about a year, a little bit over a year. I will give a breakdown of kind of our decision making and how the purchasing experience was on our side, um, going through both dealerships, uh, and also give uh, just kind of my take on what my top items uh, or decision makers for selecting the car. Um, and you can rip me apart for saying that. Um, yeah, these are all bad decision makers as far as my top Will do. <laughs> Will do. I have been stopped multiple times. Uh, it's mostly by moms and straight up just be like, <laughs> what do you think about the Palisade? And I'm like, what? Like, 
like out of a Starbucks. I had two moms kind of grill me. I have Harper and Dempsey and I like three coffees in my hand and they are grilling me about the Palisade and why I didn't go to the Telluride. And I was like, whoa, whoa. So I, I've been wanting to have this episode for quite some time. And I actually think there is a chance, Chris, that we may get past the poop episode in, in listens. Okay. The, really? the, the poop episode with uh, Mr. CJ uh, was quite high um, as far as, but by far five times more listeners than any other episode that we've had on the pop spine. So, but I'm, I'm oh, wow. thinking there's a chance here. Okay. Well, we should, we should go for it then. I bought you in for the big guns, the big guns. All well, right. I mean, I, I am, I am the man. So let's, let's rock and roll. Very true. Plus we have a call of duty game to play after this. Um, so top factor for me, without a doubt, I needed two uh-huh. rows. I have three children. Okay. I needed two rows. Um, okay. We so were... I, ought, I already, already disagree. Am I allowed to jump in here or do you want me to like wait my turn until the end? No, you can't. Uh, let me go through my list because I tried to write right, it. And right. I was like, wow, this is a I'll pretty be respectful poor... of that. Yeah. I was like, this is a pretty <laughs> poor list. <laughs> so obviously you put some effort in so i want to give you the spotlight yes so i i think we can c- touch back on this list following my my rundown so uh i needed two rows needed I, needed two rows two rows second item was captain seats needed captain seats for that second row in between first and third all right we wanted to have the ability to walk through. Um, and then uh, all, all three of my children are still in car seats. Uh, and to flip that second row back and forth um, just was not happening. Uh, third item, we needed four-wheel drive. I'm in Connecticut. We get some nasty snow. Uh, I needed four-wheel, four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Uh, don't and, know the and, difference. And do, and do you know the difference? Okay, nope, next don't know the difference. <laughs> don't know the difference. All right. Uh, fourth item, safety. Safety. Fifth it, item. Was it just safety? Safety. It, it, it must. <laughs> safety rankings. Okay. I mean, uh, well, listen, they have the rankings. Okay. I know. I mean, do you want to get into like the weeds, like side impact crash rating and frontal impact and, or just, it needs to be, it needs to have the word safety in the advertising somewhere. Safety in the advertising somewhere, and I'm probably getting fake news somewhere. So everything that you're talking okay. about, side impact and all of that, yeah, this is this was poor. I, I probably before making the decision, I should have talked to you, and uh, <laughs> now I'm regretting this. And but okay. th- th- this is the purpose of the episode to make sure that uh, all the future buyers are not impacted with the same poor life decisions I am making. Let's take a quick sip while we hear from our sponsor. I will say overall rank from, I think I, I forget what ranking system I did. JB Power or USA Today. I forget which one, but um, out of the larger SUVs, uh, the Telluride was number one and the Palisade was second. And then okay. last... Lastly, was tech for me. Um, me being a tech geek in technology for a living, 
Um, I wanted one, uh, that rear view camera that was important because of just backing up, being able to see that on the dashboard with the kids. Uh, I get frightened. Which is, uh, yeah, yeah, which is a, a government requirement now for all new vehicles. Oh, no just kidding. Yeah. When did that go into effect? 2010? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Within the, the within the last few years, it was uh, I believe a mandate. All all new vehicles must have a rear view camera. Oh, totally makes sense. I mean, so I I, I hope that wasn't one of your absolute criteria for selecting the the Hyundai. No, I but, I so like I wanted to hook up with um uh, the at like Apple. Uh, I wanted to hook yeah. up with. Uh, what is it? Apple Audio, and then I think it's Android Auto and, and App, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Yes, and that I has been it's insane. Like that that hookup has been insane. <laughs> yeah, that that is uh, that is pretty cool. I do agree. Oh, okay. I thought tech might make make your list somewhere. So that that's my top eight right there. Seven eight, eight okay. priority eight. order. So um, I think this is the point in the episode well, where you just put me to shame. And I mean, you've already kind of put me to shame with safety and the rear view camera. Um, okay. But I, I, I would like you to proceed with your priorities. So, so my priorities in buying a new vehicle? Yes. Uh, do you want them in order or just kind of throw out eight things that I would look for in general? You can throw out eight things. I did. I did not do any legwork on this assignment. Okay, so the first thing, <laughs> as a as as an automotive uh, enthusiast, that I would look for would be performance. So I'm looking at what's the motor? Is it a turbocharged? Is it a naturally aspirated? Is it a supercharged? How many liters is it displacing? What's the torque and what's the horsepower? And along those lines not that it matters for a family vehicle much, but what's the zero to 60 if you're curious and what's the quarter mile times? I don't uh, I know. Add that I'm an, either. Of that. Those. <laughs> so I should add that I'm an avid uh, reader of car and driver online. So that's where I get the bulk of my information from car and driver. And I do trust their reviews and their information. Um, that's the first thing that I would look for is what kind of balls does this thing have and what's it going to do when I step on the gas pedal? Yeah, I actually, to me, you know, a 2014, I got a Jeep and I actually got less balls. I probably got one ball, um, to save in mileage. (laughs) And it drives like that. Okay. (laughs) But But it's funny because you didn't, you didn't mention fuel economy in your choice of the Hyundai Palisade. Yeah, I look at them. I did. So fuel economy is something that I did review, and they were all kind of the same rating. Because in a big SUV like that, you, there's a chance you're going. You might not get stellar fuel economy. But anyway, yeah. so my my first would be the performance metric, the performance. Um, the second thing I look at. I would look at is the fuel efficiency and they don't always go hand in hand, but it seems anymore every single automaker is producing a two liter turbo motor, which is the, I mean, Volkswagen has two liter turbo, Ford has two liter turbo, Chevy has two liter turbo. It's, it's the, it's the 
um, it, it's the most common motor out there now. And you can get what's wide- two li- what's two liter turbo. A two liter turbo is a four cylinder engine. Okay. That displaces two liters. Uh, the the cylinder volume is two liters, uh, which is a relatively small four cylinder, but it has a turbocharger slapped on it, which forces air into the motor and ups, ups the compression. So when they, when the motor squeezes the fuel mist and the, and the air together, there's a higher pressure in the cylinder. And when it ignites and it expands, it does so more rapidly and it creates more power. So what what automakers are doing now is they're getting away from big V8 motors to get 10 miles per gallon, and instead they're slapping monster turbos on small four-cylinders that make huge power, but can also get good fuel economy. So when you say four-cylinder, is that like a V4 versus a V6 and a V8 powertrain? There you go. There you go. Okay. I did look at that. I got like I downgraded to a V4. And it does not have whatever um, fuel uh, this turbo that you're you're referring to because this shit has it's no magic. It's magic. Uh, I actually I didn't look at what motor they had. That I thought they had a V6 standard, but I, I guess I could be wrong. So I am on cart and driver right now, midsize Kia Telluride. That is a V6 powertrain. There you go. Something like a 3.5 liter. 3.7 liter, something like that in the, probably in both because Hyundai and Kia use very similar chassis and motors and they make very similar power as well. Yeah. And that was, the, those similarities spoke through a lot when we did the comparisons back and forth. Yeah. It's really hard to choose. I mean, what you're going to be going after is the amenities because they might, <clears throat> they might be different from model to model. And you're going to go after the most, the first thing everybody sees, which is how does it look? What does it look like? You know, does it look cool? Does it look dorky? Does it have the color I want? They're the most basics, right? Personally, the Telluride up front, I like the look a lot better than the Palisade. I was actually like, I was really impressed by how well the the Telluride looked. Um, I don't think they're like drastically off. Um, I, I'm not a big grill guy, so the the Hyundai has that the the larger grills that um, have been of trend. I feel like over the last two to three years. Um, yeah, they keep getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I it didn't feel like it did like when I looked at it. I actually didn't feel like it was a three row. It felt like it was actually two row with a large trunk. Gotcha. What, what, from a look standpoint, you liking that Telluride or Palisade? Uh, from my perspective, I like the looks of the Telluride better. Yeah. Okay. So we got, we got performance. We have fuel efficiency. One and two makes sense. From, from uh, a, from a car guy who needs good pickup. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so you could have. You could have great performance and you could have great fuel economy, but it could be in a car that has no soul whatsoever. (laughs) So, right. I mean, the third thing for me is kind of an intangible. It's like when you get in the car, what do you feel like? And when people see the car more than do they like the way it looks, what does it make them feel? 
right? I mean, you could, so there, there are cars out there that make plenty of power that are completely boring. BMW three series has always made good power, been a relatively quick car. It's, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can it's, curse. It's, it's fucking, it's the most boring car on the road. You know, <laughs> you, you could, you could buy a Toyota Camry that makes 300 horsepower. It's a Camry. It's still a Camry. But then, like, if there's an offering from Kia that's been out for a few years. And I, I'm not a huge, you know, Kia guy, but this car is pretty cool. It's called the Kia Stinger. It's a, it's a, it's a four-door, I believe it's a hatchback um, sedan that makes, like, 300 and, I don't know, 340 horsepower, all-wheel drive, twin-turbo V6. That's a cool car. And it hauls ass. So, I mean, that's kind of the third thing for me is, is – what does the car make me feel when so, I'm driving it? Good, good question. Um, so you actually, and you, you had made fun of me for that too. I forgot. Um, four wheel drive versus all wheel drive. Can you explain the difference between? Yes. Uh, the biggest difference to know is that all wheel drive is something that you don't control necessarily. So, in your Hyundai, for example, if the if the front wheels start to slip, it'll automatically send power to the back wheels. Okay. And vice versa. And it can send power from left to right, you know, front front right corner, back left corner. It's very intelligent how it does that. Four-wheel drive is something you have to physically select. And they actually work a bit different. Whereas four-wheel drive, when you step on the gas, all four wheels always spin all the time. All-wheel drive is whatever wheel has traction is the wheel the car will send power to. So they're a little bit different in that respect. So Uh, when you say four-wheel drive, it's not the the vehicle that you have isn't technically four-wheel drive, although all four wheels can spin. It's kind of the semantics, but for example, I I, I drive a truck. I can I can select four high for high speed four wheel drive and four low. Yeah, if I want to get out of sand or mud or something, but I have to physically turn a knob the size of like a, a coffee cup to to select you know four wheel drive and and that is what I'm trying to mention here. Like that's cool, you know, turning a dial, boom, four wheel drive. Yeah, rather than just stepping on the gas pedal and it doing it for you, you know. Well, I, I will wave. say sit, sitting into the cars themselves, I mean, um, the, the Telluride uh, was sleek and it, it felt very premium. Um, I yeah. liked uh, the L, I, I liked the LCD screen um, and how that hit the dashboard and uh, all of the controls um, with the Palisade. Um, I felt so much roomier. Like I felt, holy shit! Like this is, like we're we're this is a family car. We want room, and I I felt from a width standpoint that I had a lot more room in the Palisade. It felt I like it, it felt like kind of like two times bigger than the Palisade than the um, Telluride, which is kind of was kind of wonky. Um, the dash I wasn't uh, the the LCD screen I wasn't too such a big fan of, but I will say like immediately you get kind of blown away by the amount of options um, on your dash for uh, all the various control systems and tech that the, the, the Palisade supports. I was like 
holy shit. Like even now you're later being the primary vehicle. And that's the only thing that I really do drive. I still like, there are different things that I find probably um, every other month uh, where I'm just like, you know what, let me look at the manual to like confirm exactly what that is. And the tech and the Palisade, man, like I can drive the highway and uh, this shit like can go on autopilot and basically it handle all the turns, uh, uh, deaccelerates and accelerates um, based on if you have it on cruise control. Like I could be in, have it at 65 in cruise control and it will go down to a five. Um, and, and understand the presence and lanes changing, uh, the presence in front of me and the presence behind me and lane changing. Now, if you take your hands off the wheel after like a minute, it does give you an alert and starts clicking. But like the auto drive on cruise control is like, I was like mind blown. I was like, I, I was like, this is literally driving itself. It was, it was bonkers. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. That is pretty cool. I think what you're just, you're calling it auto drive. I call it adaptive cruise control, but they're, they both do the same thing. And, and it is pretty cool. I, I was like, I, I was pretty, I was like, wowed, And um, it has lane presence too, that you can turn on and off. And the, the ability to kind of toggle that stuff is, is very quick accessible to on the left-hand side um, that uh, like, that is like one of the things that have stood out to me the most is the technology and it has uh, like the seat profiles based on how you sit and where your settings are for your um, uh, rear view mirrors and everything. And I yeah. will say being a family car, how insane, how, like how useful that is. And knowing that once Lauren gets in <laughs> being the small woman that she is, um, you you would never get the same seat setting back right and like having those seat profiles has been huge like i every time i set it back to my setting i'm just so thankful yeah yeah agreed <clears throat> you probably have a couple presets you could put in there i, yes. I would think yeah i have i have a lot more that i probably haven't even explored but i with the soul aspect um because of how techie i am and geeky in that aspect i was pretty stoked about that um and the I, it the the dash has kind of worn on me um uh, but i do i did feel like the telluride was a lot sleeker when i got in there but no i thought you told me that when you test her of them the telluride sounded tinny like it sounded like hollow or flimsy so and the, the palisade felt more solid the the palisade actually it felt it's not the feel of it i will say it's the sound of it going on a highway it has kind of a white noise to it um it's not yeah. nearly like the telluride was completely silent on the test drive like without a like i couldn't hear anything on the outside um now i have three kids too and um we also deafen them with white noise machines to try to put them asleep which doesn't work and then they just cry so i don't really ever have uh, <laughs> silence where i could actually enjoy that aspect of the telluride gotcha gotcha where I, I, I understand that 
where I feel like the palisade, where I feel like it's a bit flimsy sometimes is like when I close the door, right? Like I, I don't feel like it feels a little hollow to me in that regard where I'm like, if I did it too hard, I could bend something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you're, you're going to find that more and more with new cars today. They're making them so light and the metal so thin to improve fuel efficiency that that's unfortunately a drawback is that, that cheap kind of feel. <clears throat> but, and, and I don't know what it would be like with Telluride because I mean, I only say this now because of how many times I'm in and out of the Palisade where I notice it, where like I only test drove, um, that, that Telluride once. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you got performance, fuel efficiency, and soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, okay. So if I can get all those, uh, in one vehicle, then I would look to make sure that's what I need. So how many doors does it have? How many people can it hold? Um, like you said, I've only got two kids and they're a bit older than yours. So my son is just in a simple booster, which is, which is, it doesn't take up much space. Yeah. And uh, my, my daughter's in a car seat. So for, I mean, <clears throat> today I can make a, um, I can make a four door compact car work if I wanted to. Um, I don't want to, but uh, I guess that would be my, the next criteria is does it have enough doors? Can it actually do what I want it to do? You know? Yeah. And it carries some stuff as well. Correct. And I, like carrying the stuff, I, I would say the trunk space was kind of the same for the Telluride and the Palisade. Um, I will tell you this right now. I got a hand me down um, Thule car rack for the top of the car from uh, one of my oh, uncles. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Thule. This is T H U L A. Thule. Uh, I always called it a Thule. Maybe it is Thule. I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. They, they actually see that actually looks pretty cool too. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it's an extra soul. Little extra soul, and I will tell you this right now: if that thing broke, I would buy it again for a thousand dollars, and immediately, no questions asked. The amount of room that you get in those, and how much it has basically saved me headache and pain, just to go to my parents' house in Philadelphia. Um, uh, like, don't ever hesitate. Buy it, and you will thank me later. Well, you, I mean, you've got plenty of storage in the back of the <clears throat> Palisade as it is without that roof rack. Not when your wife decides to bring the stroller everywhere she wants to go. And not so, one stroller, so t- but the double stroller. The double this, stroller. Does your, does your third row seat fold flat and does it do it in sections or does the <laughs> whole seat have to go down at one time? Yes. And that is amazing. And it's all powered by a button. Um, and you can actually move uh, the rear. Yes, it goes down in two sections for the third seat. But what we've That's done cool. is we actually put both the kids back there, Harper and Dempsey, um, because they're three and five. And with Hudson being one, um, 
Lauren does a lot of front seat to that second row back again, where if we just got a van, it would have been so easy. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but she literally sits in that second row a good majority of the time. Um, so it's, a, a, it's an ability for her to kind of be in a comfortable spot um, where we're not putting down another seat. But yes, you theoretically get so much more space if you have utilizing two, two, two of the uh, kids seats in that, in the, in the second row with the two pilot seats and then uh, put the third kid down and then throw half of it down. Yeah. Gotcha. That is uh, something you should mention while we're on the call, right? That that's a pretty cool feature. It's <clears throat> very cool yeah. feature. And there's like no heartache to doing it. Now where I will say the heartache is um, the seat, the, the buttons to move uh, the back of the third rows up and down or just recline and decline um, are accessible by children. And Dempsey uh, does something fierce and pisses me off. Something fierce when she finds those buttons. Uh, and she, oh, can, yeah. she can throw a tantrum and basically then move um, Harper seat up and back. <laughs> Not necessarily her. Oh, wow. Okay. No, it's actually only hers. Only hers. I, I, uh, no, maybe Harper's too. They're, they're within reach. That's the only bad part. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there, man. Yeah, there's no kids' buttons or kids' controls for that. Um, but what I will say, another um, just – Going there and do it like talking to the salesman. I will say I was so turned off uh, by the Kia um, dealership that like we went yeah. we went in there and the, the guys were so cocky and kind of just like it was just as typical car salesman as you could get. They were all ripping butts outside before we got in. We get in there. They all like come in and they're like a pack. Um, and then it was just like, oh, I can't keep these pal. Like I can't keep the Tellurides on the floor. They're going everywhere. Like, and I got, I get it. Like the stock was low. Um, and this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. Now it's even worse. And they were like, yeah, you're not getting anything above like 10K above MSRP, above asking price, like whatever the sticker price, it's going to be. A, a just He was like, just added an additional 10K on that. And I was like, what? Mm, sure, the? Sure. I was like, what are. And they know that they're selling that number one, like, uh, you know, midsize SUV. When I look on Car and Driver, they're ranked number one. Um, the Palisades rank yep. two yep. behind it. Yeah. Um, they know it. And I just like, I just did not like, I just got a slimy feel from the, the salesmanship there. And then when I did some research, like that is actually something not new. I got, I heard a lot of feedback where people actually just went to other Kia dealerships to hopefully find better um, salesmen uh, that could actually help them. And just, it, it it was just a really crappy feeling. Now, th this totally could have been just mine, but I did do some online research and they were saying like, just kind of how piss poor 
um, the salesmen were. And like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually was happy that the guy told me up front, like, Hey, we're going to be asking 10 to 10 K more than what that sticker price was. I it's, it's hard for me as a, as, as a dad to get my mindset right in the fact that like, I'm going to pay this ass much money for a Kia or a Hyundai in general. Like if you told me when I was 21 that I would be buying, paying this much for a a Kia or a Hyundai, I would have been like, hell no, no, no fucking way. You ask me, we're going to CarMax. I'm getting a, uh, a minivan with 20,000 miles on it already. Like, you know, it, because the kids are just going to trash this thing. I mean, I got overruled. Yeah. ASAP Mine's not going to drive a minivan. You know that. Correct. <laughs> not happening. Not happening. Whatsoever. Not a chance in hell. And um, one, uh, what I thought was really, really cool on the Hyundai side. Um, one, it was not above msrp i was able to kind of deal with them a little bit and they did not push the salesman did not push at all and uh one cool aspect was um we got to do the test drive by ourselves which was pretty wild like the kia the the guy sat in the back with honda they were just like they gave you the key and i and my laura and i looked at each other like you're gonna get in he's like no no, no you're good i got he's like i got all your information so <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's wild. Like, and we actually like, you know, we could talk real, right. Where probably if we were with another, um, the, the salesman in the back seat, you may not have been as upfront and like just sharing yeah. opinions back and forth. Totally. <clears throat> that's uh, that's rare. They, they let you take it for a drive by yourself anymore. I feel like. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Do they have you? Do you know if they have typically done that? Like, um, specific dealers? When I when I bought the truck, I have they they let me take it overnight, which was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, no, I've never had that happen before. There's always some big smelly salesman in the back seat or front seat telling you all the fancy features of it as you're just trying to listen to the tires. You know, it's usually what the experience is like. Let's take a quick sip while we hear from our sponsor. I would say uh, the, the Telluride definitely it drove smooth, man. It drove really smooth. It's very silent, um, but it felt very narrow. It felt like I was kind of driving um, school bus a little bit, uh, which was okay. a, a little weird um, just with the turns and everything. Uh, also, I'm a little bit bigger of a dude, um, and uh, my hips are side to side between the console and the door, where I felt a little squished. Where I have so much room in the Palisade um, that I really enjoyed that, and I I think just all in all, those were a lot of the factors that kind of led to the decision. And um, I, I don't know if any car or vehicles worth uh, 10k over asking price. Um, and with the, the specs as it compared to the Telluride and the Palisade and the Palisade being ranked number two, uh, really closely behind the Telluride, that was, uh, that, that ended up being the deciding factors. Uh, I think you made the right choice. Thank you. All, I all that it. really matters, man, is 
is a, are you happy with the money you spend? That's all it comes down to. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would actually say yes. Um, and we, of course, uh, I, my wife swindled me and talked me into like getting the better package with leather seats and stuff, but because leather is much easier to clean than uh, the canvas fabric, well, whatever that, that fabric is. Um, it, it's a sleek car. Like I, I have, yes, I don't think I regret or look back on it at all. Um, and that's typically what I tell a lot of moms that corner me in the Starbucks parking lot that are looking for me to give uh, feedback. So, so do you know what kind of fuel economy you're getting? Have you, have you tried to figure that out? No, it's close, but I can say, let me look it up. Let me do this whole googly thing. And then, and then, I mean, you're you're a smart guy. If you <clears throat> you fill your tank, take it down to your refill it, and then count the number of gallons that go go back in divided by the mileage divided by your gallons, you'll get your actual real world fuel economy. Nineteen miles per gallon city, twenty six miles per gallon on the highway. And I would say for the most part, I mean, I'm doing highway driving. Um, and uh, it's about with the gas prices right now. It's $54 to refill full tank. Uh, what do you got? Like a 16, 17 gallon tank, something like that. Yeah. Got to be around there somewhere. <clears throat> Other thing you might want to. You might, you might want to share is how far can you go on a tank of gas? And that might be good to know. Easily from Connecticut to Philadelphia and then from Philly back and like coming back from Philly, making my way back to New York on one tank. So from Connecticut to Philly and then returning from Philly to New York, right around the New York area, I'd probably have to refill. We may. So you're talking is that five or six straight hours of driving, something like that. Yeah. If you were to do it all in one. Yes. Yeah. Not bad. It's, it's, it's pretty damn good. And if I was. I'll tell you what, man. Go ahead. Yeah, go. No, you go. I didn't have anything to say. Uh, so it, if I could find a vehicle that has the performance I want, some type of soul, respectable fuel economy, and can get the job done, meaning it could hold my family and some stuff, that's all I need. And I'll tell you what, anymore, I'm really starting to lean towards uh, wagons. You know, I've got a major soft spot for wagons, the, the, the Volvo uh, V70 and V90, and God forbid I ever win the lottery. Uh, Audi RS6 Avant. <clears throat> Add that to the list. Wagon, really? Oh God, wagons are top of my list. Top Very list. interesting. Very interesting, my friend. And with that, I will say thank you. Appreciate the insanely good feedback, making me feel like uh, such a noob in this car buying experience. 